Merry Christmas! Welcome to Soundwave, episode 67, and yes, yes, it is Christmas. <gasps> Merry Christmas. Christmas, Eric. Merry Christmas, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were just talking about Curter Christmas special on South Park, and that was pretty fun. <laughs> Let's but, uh, have a blood orgy, Matt. <laughs> no, we can't talk about blood orgies this early in the show. <laughs> Hail Sa- No, can't. Hail. No, Hail. it's Christmas. Oh, God. Dr. Christmas, God. okay? Christmas. Yes. Hail, and, uh, Hail Santa. To talk about our uh, our happenings this past week, we thought we should play you another Christmas song and talk over it, huh? Okay. <laughs> Let's talk really loud so you can't even hear the song. <laughs> this song is so depressing. Why did you think this is the best one? What? <laughs> no, no, not this one, dude. The, uh, the Charlie Brown, the theme song. No, the theme song is not a Christmas song. It is, song. too. It's very Christmas-like. It's the only time I ever hear it on the radio. But this is a great song. It's Charlie Brown Christmas, man. Charlie Brown Christmas. So, Eric, how was your week? <laughs> oh, I bought a really, really tiny tree and only put uh, two bulbs on it, and then I put the star on top, and then and it bent over real bad, and then <laughs> my beagle came and saved the day. Oh, there you go. <laughs> wait, wait, that's Charlie Brown oh, Christmas. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I was bought in a Charlie Brown Christmas tree at for my work, and yeah. I put it up at our work, and it was a beautiful one. And that's nice. We'd cut out little pictures that were bad printouts from our books and stuff yeah. and like hang them on the tree. <laughs> so there's some fun ones. That's cool. I don't know. I haven't done too much else this week. I've been working a bunch. Me too. Me too. It's a busy time for us all. Busy time for everyone, yes. Everybody's doing that shopping and wasting all their money. Yep. And, yeah. I don't know. And I'm like... I'll take your money. I'll take your money. <laughs> Burger King, I'll take your, take money. your money. Take your money. Uh, you been listening to anything? Um, uh, yeah, um... It's kind of funny, man. I went back and I've been playing some old video games, right? And I started playing um, Saints Row 3. Yeah. And um, they have this one song on there. It's called Return of the Mac by Mac... Mac Miller, I think it oh, is. Oh, Mac Miller. And Yeah, dude. And it's got me into this like 90s like R&B style kick because I don't know. The song was just... Well, so- Mac Miller's nowadays. Is it... <laughs> Yeah, there's a guy named Mac Miller, and he's a... It's, it's, it's Mac, he, Mac something. Return of the Mac from Matt, Mark Morrison from Ma- uh, Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Right, let's take a listen here. Yeah. It's, oh, nope. We got it. We have an advertisement. Oh, God. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. Advertisements. You can't skip it? Stupid YouTube. Stupid YouTube. Don't they know we do this show live? And now you're fucking it up with stuff. Oh, there you go. Right. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Yeah, this like makes me want to like lean back in my Lexus and find some bitches, you know. Oh my God, I haven't heard this song in a long yeah, time. It fucking kicks ass, dude. It's a great tune. I was watching Saturday Night Live last night and there were Christmas specials and Jay Z was on one of them. Oh, no. oh my God, I forgot all about 1999 Jay Z. Was he good? Yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> oh my God. This is a blast from the past right Just here. Listen to it, bro. So good. Oh, that's funny. A right ass stank cheating hoe. A right ass stank. <laughs> that's what it's about. Uh, this would be the Mac Miller that you were. You no, no, said. no, don't play it because I know what that is. Uh, no. Nothing, nothing compared. I saw him at Bonnaroo, and he actually put on a good live show, but uh, he's pretty terrible. Yeah, terrible music <laughs> terrible. terrible people. Uh, 
Current's been playing. There's actually been a lot of new releases lately, like earlier this month and uh-huh. stuff. But uh, I haven't been able to listen to all of them. But right now in the current, they've been playing Billy Idol's new song. Actually, Billy Idol has a new song. Huh? Yeah, and it's actually really good. And he's coming here pretty soon, and he's doing an acoustic tour. An acoustic tour, which huh? could be pretty interesting. Actually, well, he's got a couple good songs that would translate to acoustic. Yeah, like uh, that one. Uh, uh, eyes, eyes. Yeah. Song. What's that one? Yeah, eyes, eyes. Up eyes without face. a face. Yeah, there you eyes go. without eyes, a face. Eyes that would be a, a really good acoustic song. And that. Um, um, that um, uh, Moni, Moni, Moni song. <laughs> Moni, Moni. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yes, it, this is a new song from Billy Idol called Can't Can't Break Me Down, and it's off the new album Kings and Queens of the Underground. You can buy it now, actually. Still looks terrible in the music video. Oh yeah, he just does not know how to lip sync. I really, I really like it because there's not a lot of those older artists that yeah. can actually make a they new sound. Come, yeah, come back. They usually yeah. uh, like the Rolling Stones and stuff. Sure, their new albums may be okay, but they're but, they're just trying to do the same thing yeah, they've always right. done. Whereas this is like actual it, rock right now. Yeah, kinda. yeah, and and you can you can tell like still it's like Billy Idol sound, but it's updated. Yeah, you know, yeah. Which is, which I is think good. it's really cool. Good, so yeah. I'm intrigued to find out the, what the rest of his album sounds like because I I do appreciate that man. And uh, I saw him at fucking Warp Tour back in 2005 or four. Was little, yeah, he was sweet. And then yeah. Joan Jett was the next yeah. year. Oh, well, so good. Guys, the guy can kick ass, man. Hell like, yeah. He can rock it, that's for sure. All right. Shall we go into the news? I guess we should. I guess we should, huh? huh Our huh? fans are waiting to hear the news. just talking about i'm really tired i don't know how well i'm gonna be able to read this today so we'll see what happens huh yep yep uh the rock and roll hall of fame has announced the class of 2015 lou reed green day joan jett and the blackheart stevie ray vaughn bill withers and paul butterfield blues band they've all been inducted this year and then ringo Starr will receive the award of excellence well, the 1950s r&b group the five royals have been selected for early influence award huh. So I think those were, besides Green Day, but still, yep. they've been around for enough time, I guess they can long, do it. They've been around a lo- They've been around a long time, and they've had a lot of hit songs, that's why I was going to say, like, you would think that Stevie Ray would be there a lot, a, a lot sooner, but And, like, really Lou, Reed, Lou Reed is basically already in there, seeing as he was in there with yeah, Robin Underground, right, but still, he right. deserves something of his own, his and own, Joan yeah. Jett for sure deserves to be in there. Oh, yeah. Bill Withers, why the fuck isn't Bill Withers in there yet? I don't know, that's, that's weird, too. But, uh, let's see. This- I would... I would just hate to have to like go there and like accept an award with like Green Day too. I'd be like, <laughs> what? What also does me? suck though is uh, the ones that were nominated but not inducted this year. The Smiths. I would have thought they'd be in there by now. Probably. Nine Inch Nails, Chic, N.W.A., Sting, and Kraftwerk. Huh. I feel like Kraftwerk should be in there for sure. Yeah, well, very they, influential. They started pretty much the whole new wave yeah. thing. So yeah, and then uh, NWA basically started the whole, whole gangster rap. And then but Sting, Sting's just police. So the police are probably already. Well, in the police, the police are in there. Yeah, and but the Smiths. I think Nine Inch Nails should be in there before they should be in there. I would agree. So well, so should the Smiths. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, fucking Green Day. <laughs> It's just because they're popular. Well, yeah, that's what it is. They have to have something to keep the kids interested in now. <laughs> I guess know? so, yeah. Uh, Earlier this fall, we played some raw clips from James Murphy when he teamed up with IBM to convert raw data from the U.S. Open tennis matches. Do you remember that and how weird that was sounding? Yeah, that was uh, that was weird. Very I, I want to know how they did that. What, did they put like a sensor on the ball or something? I, I don't know. You never you yeah. never know these days with technologies. Uh, using an ad al- algorithm... Murphy and IBM turned the data into over 400 hours of sound. That's how much it all equaled up to. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Now Murphy has remixed these sounds into 12 tracks on an album released by IBM 
It's titled appropriately "Remixes Made with Tana- Tennis Data." Here is one of the uh, one of the uh, tracks. <laughs> Five to six minutes long. Okay. It can either be played on a Sega Genesis game Ooh. or by a 10 year old on his Casio <laughs> keyboard. I swear I've heard that on Sega before. Yeah, I mean, listen to that, dude. Total like A B. Or like uh, a, a new Pong piece. game that yeah, just came out. Right, right. <laughs> Wait, wait that would actually be very fitting since it's tennis data. I mean, I can't really tell what the score is during the match right now. Ah, uh, right now it's 15 love. Oh, okay. Whatever that means. What about now? We're three minutes in. Uh, 30 love. It's not really going anywhere, is it? What about this one? It's starting out okay. Up, oh, somebody just aced the serve. Yikes. <laughs> so yes, that's uh, James Murphy remixing his uh, tennis shit. That's, uh, I don't think anybody's going to be buying that, Mr. Murphy. Nope. Sorry, Murphy. You maybe, should just stick with LCD or producing real albums. Yes. Maybe, uh, maybe you can sell it to Maria Sharapova. Who's that? She plays tennis, I think. Oh, okay. You can sell them to the we- the the Venus, the yes, the, the Venus, sisters. Venus and uh, Serena. Venus and yeah. Well, I was gonna say a man's name because they're pretty brutish looking. But... <laughs> uh, last week, Stephen Colbert bid adieu to the Colbert Report. I fucking never knew it was the Report. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's his name is like French and stuff. Stupid. So he says it all French like. Stupid. He's pretentious. <laughs> uh, before disembarking for David Letterman's soon to be vacant uh, late show, I don't know how that's going to be. What do you think? Um, if he if he's actually like himself, I think he'll be all right. Um, but, if but if he's, he's putting trying, on the if act, he, yeah, if he's trying to put on an act, it's not going to last. No, I don't think so. Because well, like. Jimmy Fallon's doing perfect for trying to get our generation into watching these shows again. I, I used to n- not be able to stand Jimmy Fallon, but his show has grown on me. Yeah, it, all, has, it's all the stuff he does yeah, with the guests. Like, it's, it's funny as shit, some of the stuff he yeah. does uh, get these celebrities to do. Like, uh, uh, I was watching earlier, actually, before you, you came and picked me up, uh, I want a Channing all over your Tatum. It's <laughs> like a song, song that he wrote with Channing Tatum, and, it, and it's fucking hilarious, because Channing, Channing Tatum, if you don't know know is is bisexual but he's more into fellas and it's just like this whole thing uh, Channing your Tatum uh, yeah yeah I want to Channing all over your Tatum and then he had the Hemsworth on there all the time and I guess they have the Hemsworth trophy and every show they do they do like a thing to see whose name can get on the next side of it (laughs) right and Jimmy Fallon finally got his name on one of the episodes and they're riding big tricycles through the (laughs) studio with obstacles in the way it's like what the hell I don't know it's it's funny as shit man celebrities read mean tweets is about one of the funniest that one's Jimmy Kimmel oh is that Kimmel that's Kimmel that's yeah that's Still, yeah. they are bringing this into the light of what we need. But I mean, Stephen Colbert already has a humongous following, yeah, so he, I think he, he should do okay. But uh, continuing on to help mark uh, to help him mark the era of an end of an era for the Stephen Colbert rapport. Uh, he had Alex Rebecca, Katie Couric, former President Bill Clinton. They're all there to do a sing-along of We'll Meet Again by Vera Lynn. And then they also had a number of musicians on there as well. I watched the video and there's a, sh- there's a lot of people. Uh-huh. Um, he, what else is in here? I, I wrote a bunch of stuff about the show, but I don't really care about the show that much. Uh, he held a garage sale for some of his personal effects and attempted to sell Michael Stipe for a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, I, d- I didn't know the background of it, so I'm guessing you don't either. I don't either. I don't, oh, I I don't watch. You, if you don't know, uh, Colbert was upset over R.E.M.'s breakup, so to commemorate one of his favorite bands, he decided to permanently enshrine him- Stipe himself on the shelves of honor, alongside his Captain America shield and a microwave stolen from the Bill O'Reilly factor. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the shelf, he sang songs like uh, Lean on Me with Brian Eno and a couple others, and uh, he would randomly appear to chime about a joke he enjoyed. Oh. 
So I guess he was just on the show every now and then. They'd that, show him sitting over I, in the corner. I guess so. That's kind of cool. <laughs> but also, more importantly to me anyway, Craig Ferguson also bid adieu to the Late Late Show last Friday. That sucks. It does suck. I did watch it, and it was amazing, and I teared up like four times in it. I'm sure he did too. The ending was also a great twist. He did like a Drew Carey show and they woke up. He was the boss and he was sleeping with Drew Carey and they both woke up. He's like, oh, honey, I woke up from a bad dream. You were skinny and hosting a game show and you didn't have any funny left. And then I was hosting a late night talk show. It was really funny. Well, oh, that's awesome. And then uh, also, which is really cool about this, he opened up with a like Colbert did and did this big gigantic song and everything uh-huh. he opened up the show with that and he probably had like double the celebrities on there and they're all singing along to the song and then it opened up in the show he's standing on his desk singing along and he's got a huge backup band and then a choir comes out and all the guests come out on stage and everything it was one of the coolest things ever the whole shindig huh but what's also really cool about this this band dead man fall they're an unsigned band from glasgow and uh they're currently topping the u.s rock charts because of craig Ferguson. being on the show yeah that's good for them man. and then and- i think they were probably at like 200 likes before the show now they're at over a thousand wow good for them that is one of the coolest things ever and uh here is a clip from that Is that Amy Poehler? I don't know. We're watching the video from the show. Oh, this is Craig Ferguson singing the song. comes out <laughs> and it's a black people choir and they're wearing bright if, vibrant colors if you haven't watched the video yet go look on youtube craig Ver- craig ferguson last show celebration and watch it it's just pure bliss and i highly recommend going downloading any of uh dead man falls songs they have like four or five of them they're unsigned and it's like a christmas miracle for yeah, them they're probably not going to be unsigned too much longer that yeah i thought that song was perfect and everything about it uh, Ryan Adams has announced uh, No Shadow, a new 7-inch on his Paxam single series. This one features acti- actor Johnny Depp. Uh, it comes out January 13th. Adams wrote a post about it, explaining how it all came together. Johnny came rumbling into Paxam one night with this riff on his mind and the idea of what it is about. A few hours later, we took one take and the track was basically done. Uh, he says Johnny is a real songwriter and the deepest guitar player out there. Uh, the B side of it, there's just them jamming out together, which I think is pretty cool. cool. And then track three is a little song he wrote about being stoned in a 7-Eleven parking lot across from PAX, which is Groundhog's Day for me and most that fly with us. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm intrigued to see what that'll sound like. I mean, Johnny Depp's been showing up on all these different, like, random stages, just jamming with bands and stuff, so I didn't know he was a guitar player or whatnot until I started following all this stuff. He's getting into that. Uh, This is... I've heard his, like, actual, like, little ensemble band that he has, um, and they're about as bad as Keanu Reeves' band, (laughs) but Keanu Reeves' band, at least, like, they rock. Mm. I didn't know Keanu Reeves was doing anything. Yeah, Keanu Reeves, dude, he he likes to. His new movie was pretty good. Uh, John John Wick. Wick. Yeah, Yeah, it was good. That was fun. I liked it. Uh, This is pretty cool for us around here. 
Bon Iver's Justin Vernon and the Nationals' Aaron Jesner will create an inaugural Eau Claire Music and Arts Festival, a new two-day festival that will take place next year in Vernon's hometown, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It'll be July 17th through the 18th. Cool. He says, after several years of touring and playing music festivals of all different types around the world, I wanted to put together an event that would honor what we loved about this place, including an independent attitude and blaze orange caps. But also shine a light on the less familiar and surprising elements that are already weaving themselves into our future. Nice. So I think that's pretty cool. And that then cool. Lineys will probably have a bunch of stuff to do with well, it because yeah, right know next it. to it over there. You know it. So that's exciting. We'll have to go. And then... We'll report live from the scene. That's a good idea. Let's yeah. bring our sound recorder and we track should. down Bony Bear. <laughs> hey! Hey, Bony Bear! <laughs> Justin! Come here! <laughs> Uh, in sad news, though, the English singer-songwriter Joe Cocker has passed away from an undisclosed illness. His agent, Barry Marshall, confirmed that on the BBC News he was 70 years old. Cocker began his career in the 60s, and he scored a hit uh, in 1968 with the cover of the Beatles with a little help from my friends. He went on to perform that song at Woodstock in 1969. In 1975, he sang You Are So Beautiful, which became a top five hit in the United States. And several years later, his 1983 debut with Jennifer Warren's Up Where Where We Belong went to number one and yielded a Grammy for Best Pop Performance by a duo or group. The song, which was featured in Richard Gere's film An Officer and a Gentleman, also won an Academy Award for Best Original Score that year. Poor guy. Poor guy. I want to know how it must have been like a heart attack or something. What do you think? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, at that age, who knows? Could be just about anything. And uh, And if they say an undisclosed illness, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of odd, too. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. More information will probably come out soon. But uh, it's the one of yours, man. Out of tune. Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, how Well, I guess it's my turn, huh? Time for me to read. What you got? In 1954, singer Johnny Ace accidentally killed himself while playing Russian roulette backstage at a Houston concert on Christmas Eve. I don't think that's very accident. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's if, your own fault for playing if that. If you're playing Russian roulette, it can't be considered an accident. <laughs> Ace was well known for singing and playing piano with uh, such blues legends as Bobby Bland and B.B. King. He later signed with Duke Records and had a string of R&B hits, including My Song, Saving My Love, Please Forgive Me, Cross My Heart, and The Clock, along with two more hits after his death, Pledging My Love, and any more. Cashbox Magazine, which later became Billboard, had named Johnny Ace as its most promising new artist earlier in the month. Well, that's not true anymore. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) He was promising new artists for about a week, and then he died. Also in 1954, Bing Crosby's White Christmas enters the Billboard pop charts for the first time, seven years after it was recorded. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, Bing's rendition has sold over 100 million copies around the world, with at least 50 million sales as singles. It was the largest selling single in the U.S. and U.K. until it was surpassed by Elton John's Candle in the Wind, 1997, in memory of Princess Diana. Those are really the only good versions of those songs. Yeah, uh, and and it's still, every year, still charts. Yep. So, and. uh, uh, it's. I was watching part of it on AMC. They did like a White Christmas uh-huh. marathon, and it's pretty fascinating to see how they colorize the whole thing. Like every now and then, when they turn their head, you can still see the black and white in the hair and stuff. But just seeing that in high definition and it's, just like, wow, it's, what? It's wild the, what they can do, what? right? Yep. Yeah, we were actually watching The Wizard of Oz a couple of nights ago. Like the brand spanking new, like high definition yeah. mix of it, and how it's they incredible. Do it? Yeah, I don't. I have no clue. I mean, taking that a lot of time. Yeah. 
tons of time taking that 35 millimeter film and, and turning it into that yeah, it's crazy yeah they're probably like running through a filter first or something oh, and I'm then sure. go clip by clip yep. by clip yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean painting it you know yeah. and uh, whatever photoshop or something like that mm-hmm. each frame is it's crazy in 1959, Chuck Berry is arrested for transporting a minor across a state line for an immoral purpose. Berry claims he was only giving a young lady a ride to her job as a hat check girl at his St. Louis nightclub. Unbeknown to Berry, 14-year-old Janice Noreen was working as a prostitute. Although he will be convicted and given a five-year sentence, the charges are eventually dropped after the judge allegedly, allegedly made racist remarks. Ooh. He said, stop. F in those white bees, U N. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up, but that's how I imagine it went. I don't think the judge was quite that crude, but. Well, it's 1959, you know, they have. A... But I don't think that he was that crude towards the white. Lady. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's my 1999 version of 1959 events. <laughs> in 1964, female fans of George Harrison attacked his girlfriend, Patty Boyd, at one of the Beatles' Christmas shows in London. It seems the girls were resentful of Patty's place in George's life. Hmm. That poor girl. In 1967, the Beatles movie, The Magical Mystery Tour, was shown in black and white on BBC TV on Boxing Day. Boxing Day being the day after Christmas because, well, I don't know why. The concept was to load the band into a bus, drive around for a while, and see what happened. Unfortunately, nothing happened. Audiences were mystified, critics were either disappointed or contemptuous, and the Beatles suffered their first flop. The negative reaction was so strong that a U.S. television deal for broadcasting the movie was canceled. A Daily Express critic wrote that he had never seen such blatant rubbish. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's a quote from a British person, so I have to redo that whole line. A Daily Express critic wrote that he had never seen, and I quote, such blatant rubbish. Blatant rubbish. There we go. <laughs> in 1970, Elvis Presley's stretch limousine pulled up outside the White House in Washington, D.C. One of his guards handed over a letter from Elvis addressed to President Nixon requesting a meeting to discuss how the king of rock and roll could help Nixon fight the war on drugs, including getting credentials as a federal agent at large. About two hours later, Elvis walked into the Oval Office wearing a flamboyant outfit, oversized sunglasses, and two huge medallions. He gives Nixon a chrome-plated Colt 45, (laughs) while the president agreed to give him a Narcotics Bureau badge, but only after learning that the chief of Narcotics Bureau had turned down the same request earlier that day and told Presley the only person who could overrule his decision was the president. At Elvis's request, the meeting remained secret for more than a year until the Washington Post broke the story on January 27th of 72. Hmm. So, yeah, he totally was an official FBI agent and stuff. Well, I guess it was uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, but... That's kind of funny. You can just be Elvis and then be like, hey, Nixon, I want to become a law enforcement officer. And he's like, well, okay there, son. And then gives you a badge. That's kind of cool, you know? Good impressions. Thank you. Thank you. In 1982, in one of the most successful duets in Christmas music history and surely the strangest, 30-year-old David Bowie and 73-year-old Bing Crosby achieved the number one song in the UK with Peace on Earth slash Little Drummer Boy. The song had been recorded in September of 1977 when Crosby was in Great Britain to tape a TV special called Merry Old Christmas. Having him share a number with Bowie was the brainchild of producers Gary Smith and Dwight Hemiabian. High five to them. Yeah, I don't know how to say this guy's name, though. It's weird. After the recording circulated as a bootleg for several years, RCA decided to issue it as a single. It has since become a holiday standard. That is my other favorite Christmas song. It's a, it's a really good one. I saw that, and I was like, oh, Matt would enjoy that. Because <laughs> I know you love the Bowie and stuff. This is a Bowie. In 1985, Bruce Springsteen's album Born in the USA passed Michael Jackson's Thriller to become the second longest lasting LP on the Billboard Top 100. That's a great, that's a great Springsteen. It stayed there for 79 weeks. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe you need to smoke another cigarette. (laughs) Only the Sound of Music with Julie Andrews lasted longer at 109 weeks. And I remember this day to the day in 2002. Joe Strummer, lead singer of the landmark and all-influential British punk band The Clash, suffered a fatal heart attack at the age of 50. 
I remember what I was doing when that happened. <laughs> I was about to go and see a movie with my girlfriend, and we pulled up in the parking lot, and the radio, they cut the song off the radio, and the, the DJ was like, we have some terrible news. Joe Strummer is dead. And I was like, no, Joe, don't they die, They actually bro. cut off into the song? Yeah, they cut, they cut the song wow. off because it was, I mean, it was like breaking like that instant, you know, so it's it was pretty sad, man. I like The Clash a lot. So Yeah, The Clash are cool. Yep, pretty cool, guys. That was 2002. Is that what you got there? That's what I got. What you got? All right, let's go into our weekly theme. Santa and Mrs. Claus getting it on. Oh, yeah. Coming maybe under the... Good, I was trying to think of something to go with the elves. <laughs> well, that's what elves do for the other 364 days. <laughs> Just have orgies every yeah. single day. It's an elf orgy. Elf orgy. Yeah, blood orgy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You sacrifice me. <laughs> oh, Terrible. God. Well, uh, just to tell you, it's actually not a Christmas theme this week, but uh, yeah. uh, the theme this week is 1965 to 1970. And uh, I had a really hard time with this one because I was going through my list of that era. I can put it into pl- uh-huh. smart playlists. And then there's like 400 songs there. And I'm like, okay, I'll pick uh, this one, this one, this one, this one. And I ended up with like 58 songs. Uh, I'm like, oh, no, I got to cut this down to four. What it, am I going to do? Yeah, it, it was really tough, too. But it was also really cool for me because I was going back and lost, listening to a lot of this stuff. Just over that five-year period, how much the sound of music changed. Just changed like, completely. I, I mean, like from and how experimental a lot yeah, of it was, it, too. It, 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 was, it was wild. It was wild to me. It was, it was a very good topic, uh, very interesting to me. We should maybe do a part two of this sometime. Yeah, maybe. Because there's because so there's much. So mu- there was tons of stuff, man. I mean, even just in one year, even like in 1960, I mean, you could... You well, yeah, like 1967. Songs. That's what most of ours are from here. And, yeah, uh, I think I'm. That was that was the main year to yeah. have 1967 to 70 were like the main thing. It was. It's insane. <laughs> All right, you can start it out. Um, the first one that I chose is just a good song. I think everybody everybody knows it, and to me, it really kind of doing the research like i was saying is the end of a certain sound of music yeah that's uh, true and and starting in a new one um it's i can't help myself by the four tops from That's a pretty wonderful it song. Is a great song. <laughs> I think anybody can sing that one too. Uh, mine, my first one is "It's a Beautiful Morning" by the Rascals from 1967. That's a good whistling tune. A whistling tune. I had a hard time. Just cause there's like, you got you got Janis Joplin, you got Jimi Hendrix, you got all that stuff. Velvet man. Underground, you got Pink Floyd, you just got Beatles, you got everybody. S- there's so much, so much to choose from. Everybody that's in classic rock usually had an album that came on this time. Uh, at least, yeah. And I was really, I really had to be like, I can't put David Bowie on this one because he's got many better songs than that. Well, first it, album yeah, that wasn't Dave, that wasn't <laughs> Bowie's. No, yeah. That so there's just so much stuff. Honestly, his his earlier stuff kind of sucks. I love but it, he, but he grows into <laughs> his artistry. What you got? Um, the next one that I chose is um, painted black. Bat, uh, painted black by the Rolling Stones. This song to me, like uh, as we were talking about it, it signifies the oncoming onslaught that is rock and roll. Rock and roll. It stopped being that. 
two or three chord progression sound and more into uh you know licks and solos and you know massive drum beats and all that good stuff so keep talking uh matt is messing stuff up but yeah this song is really cool uh i had a hard time picking which stone song i was going to play because well i like the stones and they did very well in the mid 60s and early 70s so this is the one that i chose I could not foresee this thing happening to you. <laughs> it's, so yeah, I didn't make a clip for that one. Yeah, it's okay. I looked over it, but we got it. We got, we got it. it. We played it. I figured you would at least have it in your iTunes. Oh yes, I have. Everybody has it in your iTunes. <laughs> well then, because uh, I need a fifth song, I'm going to pick Jefferson Airplane's "Somebody to Love" because that is like a staple of the 1960s. Definitely. And every time you see like a fucking Vietnam movie or something like oh, that, it's uh, always in there. And in uh, the Vietnam movie thing too, I, I really wanted to pick a CCR song. I'd picked a. But, yeah, I, I figured one of us was going to, and I was like, oh, but there's... And then the I was really, and, I was like, at the Doors, every single one of the Doors albums came out in the 60s, so I'm like, why didn't I pick a Doors song? This is one of the tougher ones that we've done by far. <laughs> like, I, I mean, emotionally wrenching, like, yeah. I mean, I've thought about it, like, over the past week. I, I finally formed my list, like, 10 minutes, uh, you know, before you're like, all right, I'm on my way over. Uh because uh, it was just so tough, you know, mm-hmm. it was it was very hard to do. I think we have to do a part two. I think we we probably have to. <laughs> but yes, Jefferson Airplane, uh, somebody to love from 1967. When the truth is found. I bought that album for 50 cents at Cheapo. I feel like that should be an album that should be up there in price just because of how... It should be at least $2. Something. Well, I mean, <laughs> you think about half these other albums that are like that ungodly expensive. You think that just because everybody knows that song and how popular right. it like, was staple, it seems like it should be a more expensive album. I agree. But it's probably because so many of them were sold and That's it was true. such a stable That's that it's true. not... Uh, there's so many of them out there. What you got? Uh, the next one that I picked, uh, to me, it signifies the end of like classic Motown uh, before they started getting more like funk and soul and then later into the Michael Jackson phase. Uh, it's what becomes of the brokenhearted uh, from Jimmy Ruffin, 1966. Sadness. Yeah, that's a powerful song. It is a very, very good song, and it's really towards the end of what I consider to be good Motown before Michael Jackson came around. <laughs> uh, my next one is Little Wing by uh, Mr. Jimi Hendrix. Really? No, yeah. All right, all right. It's a damn good I, song. I knew you were going to pick a Hendrix. I had I, to. I was wondering I which to. one you were going to pick. And I, I, p- I, I was going to, but then I was like, no, Matt's going to do it for me. So I had to, I had to be like, I had to pick this one because when I was in Japan, I was sitting on top of this gigantic like hill mountain type thing overlooking the city and the ocean, and me and a bunch of guys were up there, and we brought guitars and whatnot, and we were just jamming out, and then some guy started playing the riff of this song, and then another guy has his most beautiful voice ever, so he started singing the lyrics of the song, and I'm just sitting there like... This is one of the mag- most magical moments I've ever done. I want to have staring gay- over. Did you think I want to have gay sex with these? No. Girls? Okay. <laughs> it was just nighttime, and then there was lights all over the entire city, and you overlooked cool. the ocean and stuff, and it was just like this is just awesome. That's pretty sweet. So, uh, yeah, Little Wing. <laughs> 
Speaking of, of Jimi Hendrix, I heard uh, or read a little quip uh, earlier this week. Uh, back when Jimi first started, Eric Clapton, when he was still in Cream, invited Jimi Hendrix to come and play guitar with him on stage with Cream. And Jimi Hendrix comes out and starts doing his thing. Clapton left the stage, goes back in the back and says, Jesus fucking Christ, I didn't know this guy was so good. <laughs> and he was actually scared to go back out and play with him because oh, he, so he cool. was going to be overshadowed, which is pretty pretty sweet, man. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I've, I've always loved his slower songs more yeah. than I've liked his fast yeah, songs. Yeah, well, because well, you can really hear like his chords... Cause you yeah, know, it's the, the same Hendri- with Pink Floyd songs yeah, and yeah. stuff too. Well, Jimmy Jimmy Hendrix has the Hendrix chords. He made yeah. his own stuff up. He didn't know how exactly how to play guitar. He just he taught himself. He made stuff up. So, so cool. uh, you can really really hear his tone and his sound in those slower songs. Hell yeah! All right, what you got? Uh the next one that I picked. Um, I figured that the Beatles had to be in here somewhere. I I think uh, on numerous occasions. I've said that I don't really care for the Beatles <laughs> too much. And apparently this was made uh, apparent to me that this is one of their crappier songs. <laughs> but this is about one of the only Beatles songs that I actually enjoy. I hate the song so much. <laughs> it's back in the USSR. It's so cheesy. Come on. I know. It's cheesy as fuck, but it's communism, man. <laughs> it's communism. Yeah. Come on. Blood orgy. It's good to be hey, Paul, would you like to have a blood orgy? Maybe They try and do that. It's it's got like five different styles of music it's to it. It's true. It, it true. really does. Like they were they were reaching for that one, but I still I, I enjoy it. The just song. it feels like the weirdest opener to the White Album ever. Like with all the other songs on there, like that one just is the. They, they, you think they could have just dropped it entirely? Uh, no, they couldn't have. Like it, uh, there's just something. Well, I mean, they have a lot of weird songs on that album, but yeah. that one just opening up the album like that, and then going into the rest of it, like Rocky Raccoon and the Piggies song, and then going hunting, and it's like what. I don't know. Well, who knows what they were thinking because we don't do as many drugs as they did. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much it. All right. My next one is uh, Cat Stevens, and the song is called Father and Son. Don't you mean Yousef Islam? No. He was Cat Stevens at this time. <laughs> we do not talk about Yusuf. We don't not talk about Yusuf. Oh, my God. He was on, what was he on? He was on Jimmy Fallon the other night when I was watching it, and he had a song. What was the song? It's a children's rhyme. It uh-huh. was, uh, uh, it's like, if you're happy and you know it kind of a song, only he made it into like this slow, hard rock song, and they were all dressing up in jean jackets with, uh, like the Beatles were, or not the Beatles, uh, Elvis Presley, you know, jean jacket with the Rhinest- striped rhinestones. And stuff, no, the striped, like he just came in jailbreak. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were all dressed up in that stuff, and he was acting like a badass. Only he made a new version of a kid song, and I was like, "What is going on, Yusuf? Why don't you just play a classic?" I, uh, I, who knows? You are my sunshine. That's what he played. Uh, oh, really? He played "You Are My uh, Sunshine," and he played it in like this slow jazz, hard rock kind of a version. And I was like, "What weird. are you doing?" I don't know, man. They but, probably uh, had him on there just because it is like a. A spectacle, not necessarily because they're like, hey, let's, he's great, you know, let's see. But hear he him. used to be so now. good, and wow, then he's, he's just. He went off the deep end, man. He really did. did. But uh, yes, the song is Father and Son from 1970. If you want, you can marry. Look at me. I am old, but I'm happy. The guy's got a great voice, but Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, fucking Muhammad. He's crazy. Here you go. I got some You Are My Sunshine here. One let's, yeah, let's see. I want to I wanna hear what this is about. Let's do it.
other night As I lay sleeping I dreamt a lie Sounds a lot better here than it did on this live show. I, I would say. Okay, I'm sorry. I got. was mistaken. This song is called Gold Digger, and I want to know if it's a cover. This is his new is album. The Beyonce song or whatever. No, Kanye. Kanye. Hey, Mr. Goldman. No, okay. Um, okay. Just I was checking. like, is he doing all cover songs here? And that'd be an interesting you know one to choose. You gold digger. She ain't messing with no broke nigga. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, hey I can say it with an A. All right, what do you got? Um, The last one that I picked, um, <coughs> at, at the time, uh, I guess everything really was like drug-fueled, uh, a lot of protest songs going on and stuff like that. Uh and these guys came around, and everything was a bit more jovial. Uh, I, I didn't say necessarily lighthearted, but not not so serious kind of thing. Um, I picked Chicago's Twenty Five or Six Two Four. The song really reminds me of like Jethro Tull too. Like yeah. they're definitely in the same kind of yeah. It's uh, it's less so serious and more just like good time rock, you know. And if, uh, in case you don't know, you can take any Chicago album and play it backwards and hear messages from Satan himself. Oh, yeah? Yep. I learned that from um, from that movie with Adam Sandler where he plays the devil, Little Nicky. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Because they were like, <laughs> oh, Little Nicky, you know, like Iron Maiden, man. They're... Kevin Nealon has boobs on his head. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was just so great. They were like trying to say like the two heavy metal dudes were like, hey, man, like Iron Maiden, you know, is all about the devil. And Little Nicky's like, no, man, you got to hear this. And then he plays like Chicago backwards and it's like, you will burn in the flames of hell forever. <laughs> and it's fucking hilarious. Chicago. Chicago. All right, uh, my final one is I Heard It Through the Grapevine by Credence Clearwater. I like their this version probably the best. I think the I, Temptations, are yeah, they the ones that did the yeah. original one? But uh, yeah, this one's just great. Just, just great. Fogarty's song or Fogarty's voice makes that song, man. It does. He's, he's a good singer. Yeah, he is. He's got an interesting voice. Well, I think we should do a part two of this sometime. I think so sometime too. Sometime in the future, there's five or ten or fifteen or twenty more songs that <laughs> yeah, I want right? to pick. You know, so uh, let us. You should also let us know what your favorite songs from the 1960s, 70s are on Facebook because we'd like to know. Uh, there's just so many of them out there. Let us know what we forget there's because stuff that we remind us. There's stuff and that we don't even if, know. Or if I knew it, I'll be like, hell yeah, that song's absolutely amazing. So yeah, let and us if, know on Facebook. And if I don't know it, I'll be like, man, that song sucks because i don't know it i'm a hipster <laughs> i'm a hipster that song sucks that song sucks everybody knows it <laughs> uh well i suppose i should leave you with uh one more song from the era and uh a song by the great man who passed away this past week joe cocker the joe. song is called feeling all right and i feel like it wait what movie is this in i forget Play it. all right let me know if you think of it i will does it blow is it blow? I have to hear. It's like, one of them crime movies. Is it good, fellas? Could be something like that. Yeah. He 
performed this song on Jimmy Kimmel in 2012 with Huey Lewis. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this, yeah, this is in Goodfellas. Is it? That's yeah. what it's from? Okay. But it could also be in Blow. I mean, this no, I think this is too early for Blow. Yeah, Blow was the 80s. So. All right. Thank you for joining us on this week's Christmas special of Soundwave. It wasn't that Christmassy, but we talked about Christmas in the beginning of it. So Merry Christmas slash Merry Christmas Kwanzaa Boxing Day Mass. Is? Is? Mass? Is? Mass? Sorry for missing anything there, but I think we got most of it. Oh, we forgot the old Japanese Shinto. What do they have? I don't know. Oh, well, I don't know. I just wanted to. <laughs> they include. just had Christmas. What's really weird? Christmas in Japan, it's only for lovers, and then New Year's is only for family. Really? Like, you you know how New Year's we go out and well, party and get shit faced? Yeah. They just sing out with their family. The Christmas, it's the couples going out and having romantic dinners. They don't huh. even do anything with family. But uh, what is the theme for our next show? Um, I was thinking that we could do uh several things. How about we could either do instrumentals. I feel like we've done a little bit of something. Have like we that have before. we done instrumentals before? Um, what about like, let's do it again? That's always a fun one. I like instrumentals. instrumentals. Yeah, yeah, there's okay. some good ones out there. So yes, the theme in two weeks is instrumentals. For updates and more information about Soundwave or other shows, go like us on Facebook at Blind Ninja Studios, or you can even follow us on Twitter at Blind underscore Ninja. Our flagship the Department of Defense is still live every Saturday, which will soon be changing to Sunday, actually. I heard. I heard. Yes. So actually, that's going to be Sundays, and you can still join in the fun live at blindindustries.com slash live, and hopefully that's more convenient with you guys, too, because we want more listeners on there, and we want to talk to you guys. Yeah, we like you people. We like you people. Even if you don't like us. I think there's actually six shows up now instead of, because um, Carlos has yeah, a new show Car- coming Carlos's up. Carlos' show. So there are six other shows, including this one, available to stream at our website at blindindustries.com, or you can even subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. If you just can't get enough of Soundwave or other episodes, you should help support us because uh, this stuff isn't cheap and we'd like some new equipment. We'd like, we'd like, we just, we just want to make this better. We want to bring you merch. Merch is one big thing we want to do for you. So, at the bottom of blindindustries.com, click on Patreon and sign up. It works kind of like a subscription service slash donation service. You can donate anything as low as you want, even as like a dollar. Hey, that's only like $12 a year. That's like buying us a case of beer. Yeah, or like, man. or like helping put t-shirts into the market or, or stickers or something. Anything. I don't know. Anything. Uh, also, there's a button at the bottom of our page that says Amazon. Click on that. Do your shopping on Amazon like you normally do. And then when you check out, Amazon just pushes a little money to us. It's really cool. It doesn't cost you anything else. So, yes, go do that. Questions, comments, any kind of feedback, email us at feedback at or message us on Facebook. Have a very Merry Christmas, and we'll see ya. Happy holidays. In the new year. Yes. New the new year. year. The new year. 2015. Woo, woo, woo. Peace. get a show, try to do this every now and then. And now, ladies and gentlemen, performing her holiday classic for us, our good, dear friend, Darlene Love. This is from this year. I guess every single year, Darlene Love goes on David Letterman and sings this song. So, she's, what, 80-some years old now? Gotta be. Started in 63.
the other one, Harry Nelson. Yeah, I'm not as young as I look. <laughs> None of us is these days. In fact, I've got a six-year-old son, and he really gets excited around the Christmas holiday mm -hmm. thing. Do you go in for any of the traditional things in the uh, boy household, Christmas town? Oh, yeah, most of them, really. Uh, presents, tree, decorations, agents sliding down the chimney. What? I was just seeing if you're paying attention. <laughs> Actually, uh, our family do most of the things that Actually, other families yeah. do. We sing the same songs, do you? I even have a go at White Christmas. You do, huh? And this one. This is my son's favourite. Do you know this one? Oh, I do indeed. It's a lovely thing.
Pistols to Jingle Bells. Oh, God. The Ramones, Merry Christmas. I oh, don't yeah. want to fight tonight. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. That's just terrible. That's, yeah, that's got to be later Sex Pistols, too. Here we go. Iron Maiden's done one. The Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs have done Every, one. Everybody does a Christmas song, bro. What? Billy Idol, Jingle Bell Rock. What? I'm reading a Christmas carol. That you got you to play this one more. Don't start with Long, me. Don't start with me. We were supposed to visit my parents in Mineola. But no, we have to have a Christmas party for your friends. My friends? Yes, your friends. What about your friends? I don't have any friends. You're right. You're, You're right. You're right. Because that I don't know how to make friends. Merry Christmas, I don't want to fight Killers have a song called Don't Shoot Me Santa. Alright, I think we've wasted enough time here. Merry Christmas, everybody. We will see you in the new year. Happy New Year. Goodbye. Bye.